Welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and I got two guests with me. Well, they're not really guests anymore. They're co-hosts, uh, Kyle Griesinger, James Knuckles. Happy to have them on. Uh, yeah, well, how are you guys doing? It's another day. Liberty's 1-0. I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, Liberty's 1-0. Um, I'm excited for this upcoming weekend. For sure, for sure. So Liberty kicks off their home opener this Saturday at 6 o'clock, September 10th. So excited. Uh, we'll actually have a guest from a certain UAB pod later in the episode. But before we get there, we're going to have our last thoughts. We had our Twitter space on Sunday. Uh, everybody was fortunately able to make it from the team. And next Saturday well, this coming Saturday, rather. I don't know if I'm going to do it Saturday night or if I'll do it Sunday again. Depends on how I feel. Might need to, f- might need to cool down for a little bit, depending on what happens. Um, definitely needed a cool down after Saturday night, and plus it was pretty late. Um, so I just didn't think we were going to really get too much. But we're going to have some last thoughts, speak of that game, um, for the team, and then we'll head into – uh, transition into the game of this week, which is against UAB, and kind of have some thoughts there. We learned a little bit about UAB, but we'll save some of that for later. Um, we're just going to have some of our own thoughts in. Um, a quarterback battle, huh? To be determined. So, what do you guys think about uh, this past Saturday? James, Kyle, who wants to go first? I'll jump in first. Um, well, I'm going to disagree with your premise. I think the quarterback battle is settled on the field of play. Um, I think Caden Salter's got the job, and it's his to lose. Um, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking for for Brewer to 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 have that happen to him again. Um, I don't know if you saw in the news in in uh, Coach Freeze's press conference, but he broke his uh, he broke his thumb on that opening drive. Um, so, I mean, that really then went back out there and played a few more plays after the fact. Um, so heartbreaking, but I, I think QB battle no more. Yeah, I agree with Kyle there. I don't think there's too much of a QB battle. Uh, I, I like the, the strategy from freeze saying like, Hey, like it's still up in the air. Like we're going to, we're going to get back and look at it again. Um, cause I think they should, but I think, it, I think it's fairly clear cut now. Um, but yeah, I think. In general, like, last thoughts on that game is I think our defense is really good, um, and I think our offense has some questions, but I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think we'll see – I think we'll probably see um, the offense, if if Salter does indeed get the start, which I fully expect he will, um, we'll see the offense kind of pivot back towards a little bit more of that uh, 2020 – uh, Malik Willis first year offense that was a little bit more trimmed down, um, you know, fewer, uh, uh, fewer reads, simpler offense to run. Um, I mean, Caden's still, he's still young. He's still, he makes a lot of mistakes, um, but he makes up for a lot of those mistakes um, just with how dynamic and how energetic he's able to be. Um, so I, I would expect to see some changes if they're going to give, if they're going to give salt to the job. Um, but, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be totally shocked if uh, if they send Brewer out for the opening series, or not Brewer, if they send uh, I'd be shocked if they send Brewer out for the opening series. Yeah. That'd be pretty surprising. Uh, but if they send J- JB out for the opening series, it wouldn't surprise me all that much. But I think it I think it'd be a mistake at this point. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, I love JB, love what he's done for the team. Um, you know, I just, I don't know if there's much more to go from there. I saw some comments from some different people. Has JB uh, regressed? I, I don't know what regression is when you don't really have too much to compare to. He made yeah. some really great throws last year. Um, he also had some great time and some uh, later games when they were blowout. Um, you know, it's it's and here's the thing with JB again. He's got some talent, um, but he's just not. Uh, he's not what Salter showed. Salter came out there with barely to little to no uh, first team reps, and then he just took over the entire team and he just really just led uh this team back and it was really impressive i I just i'm kind of just i just still can't believe all that happened it was kind of weird um you know even before malik you still had you know buckshot in those few years and there wasn't there was he was pretty consistent um when it comes to you know yeah, there were some rough games he had, but you know he was he was going to be out there, so you know you knew who was going to be the starter. So now we're kind of sitting here saying, well, yeah, we really want Salter, but if you know Freeze is saying, well, JB or Salter, we don't know. Um, and I do trust Coach Freeze's judgment, like you said, Kyle. It's just from what we've seen on the field, Salter just brings a different spark and. That defense played phenomenal on Saturday night. There were some rough moments, like, you know, when they let the Superback go all the way down the field to tie up the game. But, you know, you still got to that point where you're like, man, five turnovers. You're seeing a lot of great flashes. Only 17 points given up. You're like, oh, well, we at least got the defense figured out, albeit against a team that's, really not offensively they don't have their identity either so now you're just kind of sitting here saying wow we're going into this uab game one of the toughest games of the year top five easily and you know we got a young quarterback going in so now you're like huh but i do think personally and this is my last thought and i'll let you guys pick it up from here i think salter is at the end of the day, he would have been the best choice comparatively to everybody else in that room. I'm a big Nate Hampton fan. Can't express that enough. But I think Salter is the right option for now and throughout the future. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're right though. I mean, I think I really was excited to see what uh, what Charlie Brewer was gonna bring. Um, to this team just in terms of experience and being able to run a more complicated offense. I mean, you saw in the game, there were several times where um, that offense was just more complicated than Salter could run at this point, um, where he handed off to the wrong side, Shedra running up the other way. Um, there was a couple other positions where, um, but for but for freakish athletic ability, um, he would have gotten blown up six yards in the backfield. Um and not to not to beat a dead horse here, but I did just want to go back because recall last year some great performances by JB. But I think the best the best representative one was the UNT game where Malik left for about a quarter when he was hurt, and JB came in um, 
and really kind of sparked a, the comeback win. But I think we put, we look at that through some rose colored glasses. Um, Cause in that game, when I go back and look at the stats, seven of 18 for 88 yards and one touchdown um, QB rating of 23. If you put any stock in that, in that particular stat. But um, so I think, I think, you know, we see a lot, we've seen a lot of flashes from Bennett, but I don't know that we've ever really seen him put it together outside of, you know, fourth quarter against the second team DBs. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing uh, with Bennett. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm super excited for for the new look uh, yeah. with Salter and for this defense moving forward. Yep, and I've, you know, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people raising the uh, raising the alarm on the defense um, in terms of giving up so much so much uh, on the ground to the to the uh, uh, super back against Southern Miss. And I'm not again. I'm I'm not ready to I'm not ready to sound the alarm. On it, you go back. You look at the you look at the stats from that game, and they're not half bad. I mean, take away the one Frank Gore sixty-yard touchdown run, he only gave up one hundred and eighty yards on the ground on fifty-four attempts. They ran the ball fifty-four times. Um, that's a that's a yards per rush of four point seven. That that's not bad. You want it better, but that's not bad. Um, and take that sixty-yarder out of it, and that that yards per attempt comes way down. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I'm not that worried about uh, the defense. Um, that's a hard thing to scheme for, especially when you didn't you didn't prep for it. Um, you're not ready for it. And you know what? It's not like they were running the Wildcat. Like, um, I think it gets oversimplified as, you know, these guys are running the Wildcat. Well, they're not. Um, Frank Gore would play, played quarterback in, in high school. Um, these are guys that can absolutely beat you down the field if you start committing like they're running the Wildcat. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, they call him FGJ. Uh, Frank Gore Jr. And where'd you hear that? They didn't mention it on the broadcast eighty-seven yeah, times. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. The most frustrating part of the broadcast wasn't ten for seventy-eight Brewer. It wasn't uh, FGJ. It was actually the fact that I couldn't believe that they didn't get any type of info that why Brewer was out. That was kind of my yeah. little like. I was kind of a little surprised with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, end of the fourth um, quarter, they were like, yeah, look at Hugh Freeze throwing in the backup. See, you know, see what he's got. I'm like, dude is in a sling. He's at the hospital right now. What are you doing? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And it kind of stinks because, you know, I remember the days when uh, Austin Davis was the starting quarterback for USM. And it was just kind of sad to kind of see that. <laughs> it just sounded like they were just like, ah, well. You know, we're just talking here. Um, so the broadcast wasn't that great, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. You, you can't expect LFSN everywhere. Um, so that's just the way that I look at it, especially Matt Warner's electric voice. I mean, he's just something else. So, or Alan York for that fact on the radio. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're going to turn the page on that. You know, I we had our Twitter space. I mean, I don't really have too much more to say about it. I mean, it stinks. I'm glad we won. Like my dad even texted me, a win is a win. I'm like, yeah, yeah, unfortunate. And, hey, the nice thing, I will say this, we kind of found out a little bit of our identity in a way with, you know, Salter and our defense looks like they are ready to play. Um, You know, I'm not ready, like, I'm not ready to sound the alarm with the missed tackles and stuff. I mean, Hugh Freeze even addressed that. I can't remember whether it was his press conference or it was in the uh, Hugh Freeze football show that came out today. It, you know, they don't tackle much in practice, so we can save the injuries. And the few times that they did, it ended up with some injuries. So 
you know, they're trying to keep the depth. So, you know, it's, 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 you got to kind of pick and choose your poison there at that point. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be just continuing to improve. And the funny thing is, why don't we have preseason games and spring games? Like, you know, I see our Liberty soccer team going to play Virginia Tech for a scrimmage. Why can't we do that here at football? It just doesn't make any sense. So, Yeah. But, um, moving on, UAB, what are you guys' first reactions to what you expect? Do you expect another, what was it? Was it 36 to 12? Was that what it was? Yeah, 36 to 12. You expect another game like that? Or <laughs> uh, what, what are you guys feeling here? What's the first feels here? You know, I'm, I'm nervous about this game. I think, uh, you know, we got a lot of questions still, still that need to be answered. Um, I think Coach Freeze said he's not expecting TJ Green. Uh, he's not expecting TJ Green to be back. Um, I'd feel a lot better if, if TJ Green were coming back, you know. I was listening to Flame Central. They talked about really struggling in short yardage situations, um, and that's exactly the kind of problem that that TJ Green helps you um, helps you solve. Being about twenty pounds heavier than uh, than uh, than the heaviest guy we got in the backfield right now, especially with uh, Malik Caper being a little on the uh, on the injured side. So I'm pretty nervous, honestly, about the offense. Um, I'm excited. To hope, hopefully, Salter's out there because I think that brings a spark and a dynamism and um, makes you kind of think anything's possible. Um, yeah. On the defense side of the ball, um, I think I think I think we'll talk about it later with uh, with our friends from UAB. But they seem pretty confident that our defense is not uh, not terribly stout in the run game. I think they're wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think they're they're overreading they're overreading some bad stats from that last game. Um, and I think I think that defense is going to give them all they can handle up front and the secondary um, everywhere. So I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty feeling pretty good about that. I think uh, I think the defense should keep us in the game. Um, the question is, does the offense come out firing? Can we get up some points early in the game? Um, I think if, if we get off to the kind of offensive start that we did against Southern Miss, we're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think our defense, uh, can slow down this, this UAB team, even with the, even with their incredible running back, um, the key is going to be if our offense can can get going. Um, if if they're playing well, I expect another fifteen point win. Um, but if they're not, I'd, I'd say it's going to be a little it's going to be a little bit closer. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, with with uh, with with the whole idea, that was kind of funny when they made that comment. Uh, you guys will hear that in a little bit. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Uh, you know what what else do you expect when the team is running, 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 and they're not doing anything else? Um, sometime uh, the whole open. Um, do appreciate both of them coming on. Um, and again, you guys will hear from them very soon. Their comments, so you guys will be like, "Wait, what are these guys talking about?" Um, but with all that being said, I don't know. Uh, I, this is probably I feel even. Worse than I did last week, I think, when it comes to, like, mixed feelings. Do I think we're going to win? I do have confidence that we can pull one out because we're at home. If we were going to Birmingham, I don't really see us winning, to be honest. Um, Back-to-back road trips, first of all, would be terrible. Um, Let alone, you know, just another 
having an experienced quarterback at the helm because uh, I do think that's what he's going to go with. Not to speculate too much, but I have a feeling that he might choose Salter. Yeah, um, again, TJ Green not being in, able to play again for another week um, frustrates me because I thought he would be a thousand yard back, honestly, um, this year or get close to it. I thought he has, I think he has a talent for it, but it's kind of hard when you miss the first two games unless you're going to just crazy pop off for the rest of the season. Um, I thought if anybody he could, he could be the one. I don't think that's Day Day. I think Day Day, um, I think Day Day's going to have a better game, actually. I really do. Now, since Salter's back there, seems like there's a little bit more pep in everybody's step. Um, Offensive line, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they did a lot of uh, shuffling around, like they were commenting on the game. Um, You know, Cordis ended up the games playing the rest of the game. Cam Reddy wasn't, I guess, because of injury. I guess that's something Coach K is trying to um, implement because we have depth. He's still trying to figure things out, I think, while also saving some guys, uh, you know, stamina. And I guess, you know, I don't know. I've never really seen anything like that. I'm so used to having such a similar offensive line without having much of a rotation and just, uh, you know, Sergeant, Slither, Cooper McCall, Schultz on the left side with, you know, Baden or um, Damian Bounds, you know. So seeing the shuffling was very interesting. But they played very well at the end of the game. So, you know, I'm hoping when it comes to this this week, you know, we can kind of settle in there. And then if the defense plays as well as they did on Saturday, good luck. Good luck. (laughs) That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're dead right. I think you're dead right. And it definitely, you know, when, um, when, uh, when Salter came in, it definitely showed, you know, when, when the passing game became a real threat, I think that really opened up, um, opened up the ground game a lot. Um, So I'm pretty, I'm optimistic that we will have, a uh, better ground game this week than we did last week. Yeah, uh, something that I was looking at earlier this week is like the stats for for Day Day really weren't that bad last week. He had 11 carries for 64 yards. That's that's uh, right at six yards a carry. Like that, he didn't have a bad week, even even last even last week. So I'm super excited to see uh, see if that run game like does improve. Uh, with a more steady play uh, at QB, as long as Salter uh, continues to be, to be a threat in, in, in through the air. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, and this is the, I mean, it's on the quarterbacks at the at this point. It was kind of frustrating to watch. You know, when it came to wide receivers, it seemed like there were some wide receivers that were open, and they just either didn't get the ball oh. thrown their way, wrong reads, or just didn't get to them. And that was so or, frustrating or, or to watch. Can, can, we, can we talk? Can we talk about drop passes? Because uh, first, yeah. first play, first play, Caden in the game dropped a dime, mm-hmm. just a beautiful pass, and just in the bread basket and dropped. Yep, yep, yeah. It, it was gotta frustrating. clean that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's the tough thing. Is like, man, it, it seems like Frith has always kind of struggled a little bit in that area is confidence, you know. Um, he's very talented, uh, but, you know, I think a little bit and might have popped back in because of the way the game was going, you know, because he had a couple of nice catches to start the game, I believe, if I remember. My memory serves me right. Yeah, he had some, he had some um, good catches. And, 
CJ, I think, in my opinion, had one of the best catches of the night when he caught that pass and then the, the yards after catch that he had he absolutely destroyed, I think, two different defenders. Um, but I'm not really entirely sure what's going to happen when it comes to the receivers. Is it going to just be Douglas this entire year again? Are we going to just only target him? Because we got so much talent on this in this receiver room, and that's something that – you know, out of all things, yeah, we can talk quarterbacks, but if, if Salter comes in and he just relies on one receiver, that's going to be a problem. And it, part of the problem with him was I know people talked about um, him forcing that interception and then he almost forced the second one. And, yeah, he could have ran. But I think personally that there were some other receivers that he could also thrown to that. If you yeah. rewatch that, there were some other open receivers that he could have chosen to go to. And he's a big play guy. I don't, I hope that he continues to um, look for those explosive plays, but you can't force them all the time. Like, yeah. you know, you got to be able to take what you can get. And I think that's, you know, with him just being a freshman. So that's another thing, the wide receiver. And then, just Caden taking what he can get. Um, I just, I just want to see more. Um, and it's not really just the wide receivers' fault. Yeah, there were some drops for sure, but you know, there were also some missed throws <laughs> too um, that were very frustrating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I think you know the offense, the offense we were running, the offense we were running was designed for Charlie Brewer, who's been in college football for what feels like three decades now. Um, I mean, guys got guys got ten thousand career passing yards. Um, so I think I think a lot of that the the complexity of the scheming um, was really like more than Caden is really ready to handle at the moment. Um, doesn't mean he can't get there, of course, can. But um, I think we'll see we'll see if he gets the, if he gets the nod to start the game. We're going to see a very we're going to see a different game plan um, than we saw last week. I think that will that will help. And I, I agree with you. I think you know we need to diversify who's getting the targets in the wide receiver room. I was, I was, um, I was, I was surprised actually. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the final stat line, Douglas had five receptions, Yarbrough had three, Snead had three, Frith had two, Jerome Jackson had one in regulation and one overtime. Um, that's good. You know, we had lots of games last year where DeMario had like 12 receptions and the next closest guy had two. Yeah. Um, so I think we're seeing more balance there already. Um, and I'm, I'm expecting Caleb Sneed to, to really step up and have, uh, have himself, um, a week this week, um, and on throughout. Yeah. Um, Sneed was who I was about to mention. Um, like he had, he had some big plays in there. Um, like just consistent play, like making the catches, getting, getting yards after catch. Like I think Sneed is going to be a guy that's going to, that's going to break out, uh, in this next, this next week. Um, so I'm excited to see him. Um, also, uh, Austin Henderson, um, he didn't get as many reps as I was expecting because he got a lot during the open practice. Um, but I think he is going to be a huge target uh, moving forward um, just because he's a really tall, big body guy at the tight end position. So I think he's going to be getting a lot of those reps and getting those looks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I expect more out of Henderson. I, I really do. I think he could – um, honestly be the guy outside of Jackson. Uh, I know Hanshaw got some reps. I mean, again, an incredible play by Jerome Jackson, by the way. And I know you put him as your player of the game. I think it was 
you, Kyle, right? Yeah. So, So, you know, very excited with him as well to get some, make some plays. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll see where this this game goes. I want to get into the score predictions. You guys have anything else to add? I don't think so. Just that, you know, the tools are there on offense. The question is, can they execute? Uh, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. worried. I don't have that worry on the defense. I think they're going to come to play. Um, I think they keep us in this game for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I agree hundred percent there. Um, I'm definitely excited to see, uh, honestly, a little bit how this defense changes. Cause Rahimi got, got ejected really early. Um, He's a, he's a different safety that like we didn't see in, in crunch time. I'm interested to see if, if there's any difference with him playing more more in the back end uh, of this game. Yeah, and you talk about you talk about some of the some of the secondary tackling issues um, in the super cat when they would get past or the wild whatever the hell um, yep. when they would get past the sorry sorry Ben sorry. No, you're right you're right I'll take I'll take my reps off the air. Um, <laughs> I think you know Rahimi is the kind of guy Rahimi's the kind of guy even playing at safety. The guy is lightning quick. He's all over the field. He's right to the ball as soon as it's in play. Um, and I wonder if he could, have, if he would have been there to stem some of that, uh, some of those um, more explosive uh, plays on the ground, even. So yeah. um, I think I, I agree. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad it. I'm glad if it was going to happen. I'm glad it happened in the first half. <laughs> he'll be back. Uh, he'll be back to start the game against UAB. So um, yeah, should be should be interesting. I'm glad he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's funny because, uh, um, you know, you, you say that and then Hugh Freeze says hell in a hands ba- hand basket on the football <laughs> show. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, with all that being said, um, I'll give my prediction first and then uh, whoever wants to go next can go. Um, my prediction, well, I was thinking about this. Oh, man. I don't think we're going to get blown out, but I do think if we lose, it's going to be it will be maybe a touchdown or at minimum, you know, obviously just a field goal. I could see that happen, but I could also see a touchdown. Um, you know, they are favored six points. Um, so that is a touchdown. So what do you know? Um, however, I am optimistic if Caden gets a salt, uh, Caden Salter gets a start. Um, I could see him having a very big game. And he, I think he can really um, feed off of the crowd's energy. And I think we're going to have a really good crowd. So I could really see him stepping up and having a fantastic game. Um, but I do think it's still going to be some bumps in the road. Um, so if anything, I could probably see us getting maybe like a 21 to 17 game, uh, you know, or 24 to 17, something like that, you know. Um, but, uh, if I'm going to be, um, cause we got a little bit of momentum after going through those bumps in the road on Saturday, I'm just going to say Liberty 24, 17, just because I think we got the kind of get the, get the everybody's, uh, I guess weight off their chests, you know, from going through that first game and it was a road test. So, um, UAB is a better team, but I could see us, uh, winning by a touchdown. So, James, you want to go ahead and give yours, and I'll I'll round us out. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm thinking along the same lines of Ben, um, but truly, I think that uh, this defense um, is going to step up, and I, I think Salter is going to play well. Like if he gets the start, um, and I would say something more along the lines of uh, like 
27 to 14 or 30 to 14. Cool. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a bit of an outlier here, I guess. I think, I think, uh, this week is the coming out show for Caden Salter and Liberty offense. I think we score early. I think we score often. Um, I think the defense does its best, but we get up by enough that they get complacent. My call 35, 24 Liberty. Let's go. That'd be something else. Um, yeah. So again, we're going to be, we're all going to be at the game. I'm really excited. If you guys want to meet the fan, the flames podcast, I'm just (laughs) kidding. You know, um, we aren't anything special. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I mean, this is kind of our wrap up, but it's not the end of the show because guess what? We have guests from blazer victory podcast. Um, they hosted John earlier and they're probably as we speak on the sea of red podcast. So thankful for John, uh, coming on with Darian and we were so happy to get some questions and kind of hear a little bit more info on UAB and they're going to be able to tell you that and then go listen to their podcast as well because they're going to have their score predictions as well. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Like, subscribe, follow, do all that good stuff. Phantom and God bless. Awesome. Uh, so this is the recording of our guests um, from the UAB Blaze Victory podcast. That's I'm saying that right, right? Yeah, Blazer Victory podcast. Blazer, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wasn't sure if any type of uh, branding, making sure you're, that's good. Um, but, yeah, we got John and Darian here. Really excited to have these guys here join us. Um, I know that John Manson, who's a great guy who's been doing a Sea of Red for years, he was just on their podcast, and then they're going to be going from here to a Sea of Reds podcast, and we're just happy to have them on, and we're thankful for their time. Uh, Yeah, so John, Darian, go ahead and speak whatever you need to do for introductions, and we'll go forward with the interview. John, yeah, well, I mean, we're definitely Liberty fans. Hey, give give our podcast a listen. Um, like, you know, we've got John Manson as a guest on our podcast from a sea of red. Uh, I think Liberty fans will get a, a lot of information out of our podcast. Um, so go check us out. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can, you know, get your podcast. We're on there. Uh, Blazer Victory Podcast. Darian, am I, am I leaving anything up? Um, you can also purchase some merch. You can get a shirt or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know if Liberty fans are going to buy anything. <laughs> but if you want to, yeah, it is available. Yeah. <laughs> y- y- y'all got any shirts from the grand opening of that new stadium y'all built? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we're going to say 36 to 12. Man, we're, we're starting on a right here. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember Jeez. what I have from that day. It was a blur because I was drinking. And yeah. when I saw the score going the way it was going, I kept drinking. So I <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you don't blame you yeah. um so individually what's uh john let's start with you uh what's your experience with uab and you know what uh made you a fan graduate what uh really has tied you to uab 
Uh, yeah, so um, I'm a fan. I've been a fan all my life. Just growing up going to UAB uh, games up at Legion Field and basketball games at Bartow Arena. Um, started this podcast few years ago just to cover the team and it's you know welcome Darian on board this year um as the, as the new co-host and we've just continued to grow and thrive um as a podcast and I mean I didn't graduate from UAB I actually graduated from Alabama and Tuscaloosa so I'm not even a grad from I went to UAT. Um, you know, Alabama fans don't like, like <laughs> you to say UAT, but yeah, I graduated from Alabama. Um, I mean, I've, I've just enjoyed covering this team, man. You know, like I said, this will be our third year on the podcast covering UAB football. Um, picked a great time, I think, to start covering uh, UAB football, I think. Um, but yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'm just a UAB fan. Excited to be here. Darren, yeah. you awesome. tell him you played there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I saw I'm that. A I saw that player. in your bio. <laughs> yeah, I'm a former player. Um, I came on in 2010 from junior college out of Kapai Lincoln Community College in Mississippi. Um, and I and I started my two years up here um, as a center on the offensive line. And um, I just I've been overwhelmed by how the city embraced me. I had absolutely nothing to go back home to. I want to make that clear. I love Brookhaven, Mississippi with all my life, but oh my God, there's nothing there. So um, Birmingham became my home. Um, the people, the uh, I know a lot of the the uh, the players, former players, current players. I know their parents. It, it runs deep, so it's a lot of love. I met John, and um, he's been great. He brought me on as co-host, so. Here we are, man. About 10, 11, 12. I don't, I don't know how many years later, but we're here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, give a little a bit of uh, what we could expect after the blowout of Alabama and M. What are you guys expecting out of this game coming this Saturday? I mean, I, I think we're gonna find, find out a lot about this UAB team this Saturday night. Um, I mean, obviously. Good win, 59 nothing, but over a very bad A&M team, you really can't take a whole lot out of that game. Um, I don't know if y'all have had a chance to watch that game. I mean, there's really not – you can't take a whole lot. I mean, that was just a bad Alabama A&M team. Um, UAB did what they were supposed to do against the FCS team. Um, so we're going to find out a lot about this UAB team come this Saturday night. Um, Obviously, you're going to have a very talented defense, very deep defense uh, for the UAB 2022 team. Um, the question mark for that def- for the defense coming into this year was the defensive line, which is uh, probably the least e- experience when it comes to starting experience uh, that has, has UAB's had since Bill Clark, you know, took over back in 2014. Of course, as everybody knows, Bill Clark is no longer the head coach at UAB. Uh, Bryant Vincent is the interim head coach. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator um, at UAB. Um, excited to kind of see, and Darian will let you know too, we're excited to see what this offense does Saturday night. You know, um, really didn't have to show much at all against Alabama A&M when you get a pick six from your defense, you get a block punt uh, for a TD from your special teams. I mean – Really didn't have to show much at all, so we'll 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 get a lot out of both teams. I think this Saturday night, even on the Liberty side too, kind of messing around with Southern Miss, um, you know, uh, in overtime. So I think we'll see a lot from both teams you know, this week. Yeah, I think um, 
both teams came away with more questions than answers. You know, I know with Liberty, you know, um, with Southern Miss quarterback situation, you guys were facing a team in the 90s that was just running the ball in the power back. And they were able to have some success su- success with that. So um, I was wondering, was the, I was wondering, is that a weakness? Is that a weak spot? Is that something? Because we're an uh, extremely good running team. We have uh, uh NFL prospect as a, as a running back. I would say two of them. Um, and we have a very experienced physical offensive line, big guys. So I was wondering, um, is that something that we would be able to replicate against the um, would Liberty's run defense be able to hold up against our run offense? And what what how good are we in the passing game? I'm still not sure. Um, our top receiver, he was hurt, and he got hurt the first drive of the game. But we really didn't have to throw the ball at all. But we have um, experience at quarterback. We have some experience at receiver. We're still, we, we are still unproven there. We Kind of like you guys, how you guys have DeMario Davis, and then you kind of got – the rest of the guys like Trump want to see who's going to step up. Um, I'm still curious. We have, we have a couple of guys that made a lot of plays, but then again, it was Alabama A&M. You know, I saw one hole that um, our four, third string running back ran through and that any one of them could score the touchdown. I swear against Alabama A&M. So I am, I don't know exactly what to take, but I do know that you guys have a great team. And um, so I'm looking forward to, getting some of those questions answered yeah yeah uh it was actually kind of funny uh when kyle and i we were doing the preview for southern miss um i was like wait who does uab play this week i was like because we're like well, let's figure out because just the little plan i had like oh we can watch these because i did watch a little bit of that game and i was like oh shoot that's just a couple nights from now and i saw the alabama and AM. i'm like i don't know how good they are this year but I'm going to guess that UAB is going to run them over. <laughs> so, yeah. and I saw that, uh, you know, you guys had uh, over 200 yards rushing. Um, actually, looks like 300 just about. And, and I mean, Dylan Hopkins, you know, uh, from what I remember last year, he's got a lot of experience. Um, so what is your kind of like opinion when it comes to, Hopkins and you know you mentioned the young receiving core but you know what do you think kind of has to change for him um so I, I was just speaking with Dylan at practice today I mean I he he looks good uh, the thing with Dylan is that a lot of people don't know that he was hurt a lot last year like he was one hit away from being out for the rest of the season um, you, you put on the tape of the BYU game, the Independence Bowl, and he played his best game as a Blazer, and he was actually sick for that game and still had, had his Michael Jordan flu game, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dylan, like, he, he had uh, – after the season ended, he had su- surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, so he was able to get that repaired. He missed all of spring. And then you have uh, Baylor quarterback transfer Jacob Zeno coming in taking reps at one as the as the number one guy in spring. And then here's Dylan having to sit out and watch Jacob Zeno, you know, run with the ones and everything. And I think it just motivated Dylan even more. So he came in and had a great fall camp and, and Jacob Zeno. I mean, he's, 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 he's talented. I mean, he's from Baylor, so he's from a power five program, but he's talented as well. But I think that helped make Dylan better uh, because competition breeds greatness. So, 
I, I really do like um, where Dylan is now. <laughs> as we just talked about, Alabama A&M uh, had a very bad defense. In fact, one of the worst defenses in the nation last year in FCS. So they went and overhauled everybody. They had 11 new starters come in <laughs> last Thursday night. So, I mean, Dylan really didn't have to do much at all. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one thing that me and Darian want to see is, hey, I mean, this is a very stout Liberty defense, and especially at that front, that defensive line for Liberty, waiting to see just how he does and how his decision-making will be this year. But I, I'm very confident that he'll have a good year this year. And, and I think Liberty fans can expect to see Jacob Zeno as well in the game, and that's something that Bryant Vincent has said that he – always likes to have two quarterbacks just in case Dylan gets hurt again. You know, Dylan's getting, he's been hurt before. So Zeno will be ready to come in when his number's called. So, um, but I, I definitely like where Dylan's at, at least heading into this game. Yeah. 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 Seeing him run some during the game. Um, I, I think they just wanted to get him hit a little bit against Alabama A&M. So they ran him a little bit, but that's, that's the fastest I've seen Dylan in a long time. He looked pretty spry. He looked 100% healthy. Oh, somebody's calling me. He looked 100% healthy. And um, he, uh, I believe that we're going to see the best version of him finally. So, um, and I think it's going to be a test against this Liberty. I, I believe you guys' defensive front is a great pass rushing unit. And um, so that has me a little on edge, especially depending on how the game could go. If we're not able to establish that run, I do believe in in Dylan's experience and and him and him him finally being healthy. I think he'll be able to deliver. But this would be a this would be a grand stage to deliver on. Yeah, um, I guess another question is, uh, I mean, I don't, I know that you guys have Dwayne McBride, um, but I didn't see him on the stat sheet um, against Alabama A and M. What is the news with that? I kind of tried to do a little research and I couldn't really find too much. Yeah, so he, 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 he was sick. He missed the Alabama A&M game, um, but he, he was at practice yesterday and today, so he should be good to go Saturday. Okay, good. I mean, that's not good for us, but um, I know he's very, <laughs> very talented. Um, he's kind of the key player that I've kind of always looked into. Um, yeah, you're right. He is an NFL prospect, um, without a doubt. Um, yeah, uh, James, Kyle, would you like to add any questions? Yeah, sure. I'll hop in. Um, who are some guys we should keep our eye on on uh, on Saturday? Offense, defense. Hmm. Offense. Um, of course, you got Devo, the running back. We've been talking about him, but we have a great backup running back, uh, Skull Brown, number one. That's that's John's main man right there. Yeah. He's on the John, uh, he's been on the on the Skull train all year. Um, I I was really impressed. With our, it was Alabama A and M again, but um, we had some tight ends step up. Uh, Bryce Damis, he looked very fluent. Um, he ran Chris Route, he caught a, a nice touchdown pass, and he threw some excellent blocks. Um, honestly, and then on offense, I think our offensive line. Honestly, I know I'm an ex offensive lineman. I'm not trying to yeah. be biased here. I really, I'm not. But we have a big physical, experienced offensive line. And and they get hats on hats, and um, I think you guys should look out on, for that. Um, on defense, we have um, ninety nine uh, defensive tackle Fish McWilliams. I know you love the name Fish McWilliams; it's pretty cool. <laughs> but um, he he yeah. he used to make plays on the inside. Um, 
and we have a lot of depth. Our, our, our defense is not really one star. It's the sum of the parts. We have yeah. depth all over. So even even if we get, get guys injured, this is the, probably the deepest UAB team that we've ever had, especially on defense and that linebacker and in, in that defensive backfield. So I would keep an eye on Fish. I would I like to see those linebackers running around. And um, Starlin Thomas and Mac McWilliams. Mac McWilliams had a pick six um, against Alabama A&M. I keep coming back to that. But he had a pick <laughs> six, and he he looked pretty spry. So it's, it's a lot of guys to keep your eyes on. But um, just the sum of the parts on defense. Yeah. Cool. James, do you have anything you would like to add? Or John, would you like to add as well? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Darian um... – like I, I, I uh, in my playing days, I played uh, center as well, um, and I was just gonna ask, like, what do you, what do you think of the, uh, the current, like, I know you're talking, you, ju- you just talked about the uh, offensive line, but like, um, who do you think their like vocal leader is, uh, for that team? Just because I think, and I think you, you appreciate this as well, but like the offensive line is where the game is won, and at, at that where that ball is like who do you think y'all's like vocal leader who, who's y'all who y'all's true leader is on that o-line well we have we have experienced guys we have um kadeem telford the left tackle he didn't play last week as well but he's an nfl prospect as well um he's a outland um award winner trophy watch on the watch list um and we have sydney wells who's been here since i Sidney Wells is like, a, he seems like he's like 30 years old by now. It seems like he's been here forever, but he wasn't able to play last year. But he's experienced, well-spoken. But I believe the guy is of the center, Will Reichert, number 75. He They call him the sheriff. Um, and he, he 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 plays so confidently. I, I rarely see him ever screw up at all. And um, he, you can tell that he has a great pulse on this offensive line. He's stout in the middle. I, I rarely see him blow any kind of protection or get pushed back. Um, I love how he played. He has my old number, 75, so I knew that he had my spirit in him somewhere. <laughs> he was, you know. But, yeah, uh, so it's so many guys on – oh, how did I forget Matthew Trahern? If you looked at the game, they did a whole special on him. His mother unexpectedly passed away, and the team rallied around him. I left guard. Mm. And um, he he's awesome. This guy he he has the uh, probably one of the strongest linemen ever at UAB, and he can get guys moving. It if it's any question, would be at right guard. We had a, a JUCO transfer that starting there, Quincy McGee. Um, he's a good player. He kind of kind of went back and forth with um, Zarion Hayes, the uh, defensive end that was a transfer from Appalachian State that played at A and M. He kind of gave him troubles. Not now, granted, that was the best player on that team by far. Yeah. But you know, they kind of went back and forth. So I really, I'm really looking forward to see how he responds, and I think he, I think he'll respond well. Cool, cool. Um, I, I mean, this is a question for either one of you. Um, I, I love Bill Clark. He's one of my all-time favorite college coaches. Of what he's done for UAB is incredible. Um, when I heard it, I, the news, I was like, Oh, it was very sad. And, you know, just was so disappointing. Cause I was excited to see him coach in person. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, what's been kind of the rally behind all that? Who's, who's kind of stepped up. I know of like, 
on the team, I guess you could say, like the leaders who have kind of stepped up when it came to that. Darren, you want to say uh, You got it. Okay. I mean, really, we're we're definitely going to miss Bill Clark, but this team hasn't skipped a beat, man. Under Mm Bryant Vincent, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he's been, he was the offensive coordinator back in 2014 under Bill Clark, and he's been Mm -hmm. back since 2018. So the guys knew, I mean, they know what to expect from him, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And when the news broke that Clark was going to step down, Bryant Vincent immediately met everybody on the defensive side of the ball and just, I really don't, you know, it's really the same leaders on the team. Uh, I mean, we still have, what was it, three guys from the original, from 2017, Kyle Harrell, Will Bowler, and Grayson Cash. I mean, with with what Bill Clark has built at UAB, he he has set the standard for UAB football and made UAB football what it is. And Brock Vincent is just really just – now he's he's doing doing style a little differently than what Bill did, but, I mean, I – I don't see him missing a beat at all. Like he's really instilled, just continued that strong culture that Bill Clark built uh, for UAB football. So, yeah, awesome. yeah it's, it seems like the guy has been like what you said in the beginning is Brian Vincent. Like if you were to go to the practice facility, I think Bill Clark set that foundation. And if you go go there, the energy and the atmosphere, everybody wants to be there. And there's no like dissension, you know, no kind of mutiny within the group of separation. It's so much jubilance. And um it made me kind of want to play a play or two and go back home. So but uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he has this team in, in in real good spirits. I think it I think he's been able to implement his uh his style. Bill Clark has a certain style, and I think Bill Clark's style was needed to get us to where we were and uh brian benson it has this um i don't know man he has this uh this aura about him it's like this attraction and like you know he just seemed like a fun guy and um the players have really taken to that and they play hard for him the coaches coach hard for him you can tell they all love him and um so the um the atmosphere in in the practice facility and around the team is very very good it's like one of those good years you want to be around the team that that is exactly what's happening right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, one last question before I let you go is: What do you guys expect out of Liberty? And did you guys really get to watch in the game on Saturday? What what's kind of your expectations? Because um, it was a. Uh, I mean, for us, it was whoa, oh, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it was crazy, a roller coaster, and yeah. What's kind of your opinions on that? And that's all. I mean, we both were able to uh, catch most of the game um, mm-hmm. a few days ago before we re- recorded our preview. I mean, Liberty, they recruited a high level under Hugh Freeze. Um, you can expect Hugh Freeze to have a dynamic offense, which he's always had, even go back to his Ole Miss days. And you can expect a tough defense, especially that defensive line, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I mean – I, I, what it comes down to is, you know, in the Southern Miss game, Liberty had, was it three turnovers? Four, I can't even remember how many turnovers they had. If they do that against UAB, like Liberty is not going to have a shot at all mm-hmm. to beat UAB. They're going to have to take care of the ball. I'm really, um, you know, so Salter came in that fourth quarter for uh, in the Southern Miss game. Um, 
now that he's got some film for uh, UAB to look at, can he do that for four quarters? Or is Bennett going to have to step in? Um, I hate that, you know, with Brewer, it seems like the poor guy's always getting some type of injury. Um, but it's just who, whoever's going to hold, whoever's going to take care of the football and whoever's going to be able to establish the ground game. And if, if you're a Liberty fan watching the Southern Miss game, you, you should be very concerned. You know, you give up over 250 yards rushing to Southern Miss. Um, that, that's yeah. not a slight towards Southern Miss, but then you've got UAB coming in that, the starter didn't even play last week. He's on fresh legs. You got Jermaine Skull Brown coming in. You've also got two guys, you know, Lee Witherspoon right behind them. So in a very experienced uh, offensive line, probably the best in Conference USA. So I, I look forward to the matchup, seeing if if UAB can establish the ground game, which they were not able to do in last year's matchup. Liberty did a great job in forcing UAB to kind of be one dimensional and throw it downfield to beat them. And let's face it, UAB couldn't do it. So I'm very excited to see this matchup Saturday night. Yeah, like I think we're all we hey, we want revenge, man. Y'all came <laughs> we opened up our stadium and y'all came in and Malik Willie Mal, Malik really bullied us that game. So I'm glad like, he's not there, man. <laughs> dude was breaking tackles, running people over. I'm like, my God, take him down, please. You know. But um so I know I know our guys I I haven't talked to them personally. But as a player, I can envision they have they they got this game circled and they want to do what y'all did to us in y'all hometown, you know. But I think the key to this whole game is um I believe Salter will start will start. He was obviously the best quarterback out there. Um now that the film is out on him, will our defensive line be able to be disciplined enough to keep him contained and make him throw from the pocket? Um, every play, every single play I saw him make during that game, he ran outside of the pocket. Whether it was running or throwing, he had to be comfortable outside. And um, we have some good experienced guys up there. I think they can keep him in. And um, if they can do that and if we can get – I feel good about our one-on-one matchups with y'all linebackers. I think I think you guys' DBs were very good. Uh, mm-hmm. They made some very athletic plays. But I think the on, the main weakness that I saw personally was when they got one on one with Frank Gore, and oh, yeah. they couldn't get him down. Like, and I'm like, y'all know he's running the ball, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but they couldn't they couldn't afford to really they couldn't really get him for whatever reason that was. So I'm thinking, well, if y'all having that trouble with Frank Gore and in in his squad, uh. I mean, you got Debo and Skull, and they nah, that ain't that's a little tougher with the bigger, often more experienced offensive line. And then I want to get Trey Shropshire those opportunities. You know, I know last year he led the conference in yards per catch. He's a mm-hmm. very tall, speedy receiver, and um, you know, I want to see the play action game get going. Can we take the top off, and can we can we steal some touchdowns that way? So yeah. I think it's going to be a very it's gonna. It's a clash of styles, and I just wonder who will be able to um, impose their will on this game. And can we keep Salter? Con- if we can't keep him contained, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried, and that and that's what it come down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I meant to say earlier we almost saw a uh, Baylor former Baylor one on one, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. versus Zeno. So, um, yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, yeah, again, 
uh, do you guys have anything else you guys want to add, Kyle I was, James? I was just gonna say it, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned. It's funny you mentioned uh, Malik showing out in that game last year. I run a. Uh, I run a after the season. I run a tournament um, pitting highlights against each other on Twitter um, for people to vote on. And the one that took the whole thing was a play last year where he broke eleven tackles against ten different defensive players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like his whole NFL come by like the scout. If you watch the draft. All of his highlights were against UNB. I'm like, just put the yep. whole dang game on, man. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate your time. Uh, you guys have anything you have to promote? I know you guys kind of promoted in the beginning, but uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I. We hope some Liberty fans will give our uh, preview episode a listen. Um, again, Blazer Victory Podcast. Um, give us a listen. Uh, if you want to skip ahead to the John Manson interview, uh, you can skip to the 30 minute mark if you don't want to listen to some UAB guys talk about UAB. Um, but I thought we had a great interview with him and he shared um, a lot of good info with us. So yeah, definitely Liberty fans, check us out before the game if you want. And, and we even gave our score predictions on there. So you there know, you go there and check that up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's why I didn't ask for your score positions here. I'd rather rather have that people go see your <laughs> score predictions there. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll probably actually listen to it tomorrow. So, uh, thanks again for coming on, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks.